Christmas. And Happy New Year. And Merry Christmas or Happy Hanukkah or, yeah, yeah Happy yeah. Kwanzaa good. to all of our good. friends. Good. And listeners. <laughs> yes. Yeah, happy holidays yeah. all around. Seasons <laughs> greetings. Seasons dreams. Screamings. Screamings. Oh, my God. <laughs> Come on, Carissa. <laughs> I didn't go to the convention. <laughs> I missed it. It's okay. It's okay. Next year. Next year. Uh, In horror, we trust. <laughs> What's your favorite scary movie? But, um, yeah, I hope you guys all had a great break. Um, we sure had a restful one. <laughs> it's been a while. A little rusty. Restful for some. But we are back, and we are very sorry for the long hiatus. And this list is a little bit late, but we hope that it wraps up our first year of podcasting. It's really cute. We haven't exactly hit our podcasting anniversary yet, but I mean, like, almost there. We're like a couple months away. I know. That's really (gasps) nuts to think about. We're going to have to do something really spectacular for... Our one year. And we'll get more consistent, don't worry. Absolutely, we will. <laughs> We're figuring and our lives out <laughs> We are. We are just, you know, skins of adults pretending that we know what we're doing. And we're just kind of getting used to it. So, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm That was the wrong <laughs> metaphor to use. My apologies. Um, yeah, so we are going to share our best of 2022 horror. Um, we will also share movies that, you know, fell short for us, disappointed us, and maybe some honorable mentions. Honorable mentions, maybe some, instead of, uh, best and worst of, because mm-hmm. we like to stay positive about filmmaking and kind mm-hmm. of praise all of those ventures, yeah. whether they hit for us or not. So maybe mm-hmm. we'll just call them our dishonorable mentions. Yeah. Things that didn't work for us. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's not personal. It's not personal. No. If you liked it, so sorry. But it just didn't hit our our cup of tea. Literally, as you'll see with mine and Christine's list, we have a lot of similar ones, but there's definitely ones that are completely different. Like ones on that she did not like and I like. Yes. So, you know, you're free to your own opinion. Yeah. And they're not bad. It's just a matter of taste. Yeah. Exactly. Opinion. Opinion. (laughs) Um... Well, with that, do you want to get started on this list? Yes, so we each have 10 films that were very uh, hard to narrow down to. It's been quite a year. Yes. There's just a lot that's come out. I know. And a lot I still have not seen. So I'm sorry. I'm probably going to miss out a lot of things. Honestly, same. I think we miss quite a chunk. But from what we've seen, Mm -hmm. we are going to do our best to kind of narrow down that list. And... This makes me worry for next year. Oh, I know. <laughs> it's going to wow. be even more intense. So start mm-hmm. your list early. Yeah. We've already we've got, got a few trailers that. for things. I know. But anyway. Well, would you like to start, Krista? Oh, we should preface that my list was a little more, I guess, I had a more clear understanding oh, of yeah. where my films <laughs> Bell, mm-hmm. whereas Krista kind of had a harder time with her latter half of the list. She liked them all equally. Listen, listen. <laughs> Christine is definitely much more opinionated, I would yes. say. I, it starts getting blurry for me. <laughs> like, I'm very indecisive in general. 
So I have a solid num like top three in an order. And then after my top three, they honestly could go anywhere for me, like order wise. But I will, we're going to say this in an order and trade yes. off with films. But just so you know. So with that being said. <laughs> you, you start off. Please. I will start. Um, and we're going in uh, from, I don't even want to say least favorite, but it'll go yeah. from the bottom of our list to our, like, most favorite. Yeah. Let's just put it that way. All right. My number 10 film pick is Fresh. Oh, nice. Oh, man. Fresh was just, yeah. I feel like, a film that came out of nowhere. Yeah. For me, at least, it just dropped on Hulu, and I kept hearing all this buzz, and I was like, oh, Okay, let me give it a go. let me give it a go. Let's see where mm -hmm. where this takes us. And boy, was it a ride! Yeah, and it was such a fun film. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we've covered this in our Dames of Death episode. Absolutely, and we were both just very pleasant, pleasantly surprised. It was it was very very well done. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I was definitely not expecting what it took us through, and I really like. I feel cheesy saying metaphors in it, yeah. but like, you know, the way they visually showed or like what we said in that episode yes. is the um, consumption like of, of women's, of women yeah. and women's bodies specifically, Absolutely. literally and figuratively. I am so impressed that you remembered that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, that's Mine like hit steel trap. So. Yeah. No, it really, it really does. And we're not going to get too into each film, yeah. especially the ones that we've talked about previously. But, yeah, this movie, I mean, it's staying solid on my list. I debated whether or not to put it on, and I was like, mm -hmm. no, it absolutely deserves a spot on this list. Nice. It was fantastic. Yeah. Great choice. Yes. That, it was cool for to see Sebastian Stan in yeah. that villain role. I mean, I can't remember if he's played, like, a... He, I mean, Winter Soldier was a little villainous at points. But, but anyway, like, But a not real, to that Yeah, extent. and to see him in a horror, too, yeah. was really fun. Um... Daisy Edgar Jones was fantastic. She was a real delight. Um, great performance. Yeah. And yeah. I, I mean, we just talked about this already, so this was it. Honestly, I have nothing bad to say about this movie. Yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed yeah. it. I think it's a movie that has rewatchability, and it was, yeah, it deserves its spot. Nice. All right. For you, Miss Girl. All right. Yeah, I'll, I'll start with Prey. Oh, Pray. Yes. Um, that one was also another surprise. There's a lot of surprising ones in this list that we just weren't ready for. Yeah. Or we're like, just, it took us and swallowed us whole. Um, yeah, I loved, I thought it was such a creative addition to the Predator universe. And I feel like it kind of revived the yeah. universe too. There, I mean, there's just, there's just a lot of strong female representation in in horror this year like a lot very strong very creative and dynamic i mean and then to get like an indigenous woman like uh, super cool and to have the language mixed in with you know with the english of course but but that was still really unique yeah and it was great and i love that they like kept that in and yeah. they didn't just try to pacify kind of american audiences mm -hmm. with just doing it in english oh yeah I, I thought it was great. Yeah. And I thought the the Predator was really cool design. Yeah. And seeing some, like, behind the scenes, the practical makeup and suit and the, the face that was moving was, was crazy. Um, it was just ruthless, brutal, 
and she kicked ass, but she was also so, like, she had, so innovative. She was very, like, had ingenuity, and just her trap seat she set up, or, it was just super fun. And the dog. And the dog! Honorable mention to the dog. The dog. He does not die. Don't you worry. Yeah, don't worry. This was one horror film (laughs) where the dog made it out alive and kicked ass. And kicked ass. Yeah, and you know, there's... I just liked the underdog story, too. Yes. Like, I don't know. It was just so fun. And, it was. And seeing you have, like, the little bit with, you know, these colonizers, these mm-hmm. French, <laughs> you know, white, white dudes, like, acting a fool. And just seeing them get decimated and like, one of the most epic, I don't know, fight scenes. Yeah. Predator fight scenes was so satisfying. The movie was just all around so satisfying. Yeah. And again, I think this is a movie that has decent rewatchability yeah. as well. Definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That is awesome. Yay. Okay. We're going up a notch. Number oh, nine. I think, Carissa, you're going to be a little shocked by this. Oh. Watcher. Oh, nice. Nice. Watcher nice. made my list. I remember Carissa saying that she really enjoyed this movie. And I kind of was like, oh, yeah, whatever. I saw the trailer. I didn't really think much of it. I was bored one night and I decided, you know what? I'm going to give it a shot. I'll throw this on. And at first I was kind of like, oh, okay, like, what is this? And then when the movie really kicked off, I was like, oh, I think that this movie is very realistic to the horrors that kind of take place with women Mm -hmm. like especially this is like our worst nightmare come to fruition yeah of like somebody stalking us people not believing and then it turning out to be true yeah and it was just that final like accumulation at the end was just I just wasn't expecting it to go that hard Mm -hmm. because it was such a slow build-up and then the end was just like boom in your face yeah so the, the dread Absolutely yes. dreadful. Yes. Yes. And the man that was casted, yeah. I mean, no offense to him. <laughs> I don't know if they beefed it up, but his look, he's just so creepy. Yeah. His and name I'm... is Burn Gorman. He's, okay. he's in a lot. Yes. And I, I just like, I need to know his name. Yes. Because yeah, he was terrifically cast. Terrifically Absolutely. Creepy. And it wasn't just like his mannerisms and his acting, because yes, that added to the creepy element, but this man's face was just scary. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Oh, also, just to go back on a point you said where it's like people not believing you. And not only that, it's the people closest to you not believing you. Which is all the more painful. Yeah. Especially the the context in which she has moved because of her husband? Boyfriend? Um, Husband. 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 Um, Yes. His new job. And Mm -hmm. so she moved to a country with him that she doesn't know Romania. Yeah. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Um, and she really I tries see. to kind of, like, mm-hmm. acclimate herself herself to, like, yeah. a new culture. She tries to, you know, appreciate it. She tries to do things on her own. But then she encounters this man. And it was just, I mean, the anxiety definitely yeah. built. There's a specific scene and shot in that, which is towards the end when um, she... The suspicions on him are starting to go down because, you know, the, um, basically they made it seem like she was just being super paranoid yeah. and he was acting all normal and everything with her saying like, you know, chill out. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, 
and she's on the subway with him and she's stuck on the subway with yeah. him and so she's that scene was she's so tense. just absolutely stuck in this small space with him and just staring at each other and there's a shopping bag sitting next to him and she hadn't been able to reach a friend that she had made out there like a female confidant and um you can just kind of make out like this shape in the bag and she's just staring at it and the more you stare at it and us as viewers staring at it we're like no no is that yeah. a head it was her head yeah and like just when the the lights flash across the bag and you can kind of see the contrast a little more in the yeah. shape yeah. yeah. Um. So a scene that was super effective for me, um, you had glossed over, is a scene where they kind of implant the idea in your head that maybe she's like, not hallucinating, but maybe that she's just imagining that yeah. this man is following her. She believes this so much. That... Absolutely. It's the yeah. scene where um they her husband takes her back to the grocery store where she believes that he was following her and they rewatch the videotape. Mm-hmm. And they were like, um, it kind of looks like you're just staring at this man through the mm-hmm. door. And in that moment, I was like, wait oh. a second. Is she? Yeah. Like, is yeah. she? Because she's in a new place. Mm-hmm. Like, she's uncomfortable trying to get settled. She is alone a lot yeah. of the time. I feel like I've done that. I, yeah. Life. So I think that that was just, it was, it, it, that hit me hard. Yeah. Where I was like, oh, okay. And then at the end, once you, re- it was revealed that, like, no, this girl was telling the truth. This was really what was happening. Listen to your instincts. Which is, yeah, <laughs> trust your gut. <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was a powerful movie and I really enjoyed it. Very subtle, you know, not yeah. just a lot of in your face shit. And if you the build up. do not like slow movies, don't watch this. You're not going to enjoy it just in a sense where it does take a while to build. Yeah. But if you have the patience to kind of sit for it for a very satisfying ending, highly yeah. recommend. It, I mean, it still keeps you just really like, yeah. Yeah. Cause you're trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. I, very engaging. So. Yeah. And the shots are beautiful. I think they really, really add to the kind of tension. And like Chris was explaining in that scene with the train, like you're feeling just as anxious and scared as the main character is. Yeah. So I think they did a really good job. Yes. But yeah, yeah. That's my number nine. Okay. So my number nine was actually a toss up between Watcher. Um, but I decided to go with this film instead. We're all going to the World's Fair. Um, I think this one really stuck with me. Like for a while after watching it, I just kept thinking about it and like, the tone that they create in this movie is so unique, so specific, and it's just, I've said this before, and I'll say it again. Um, I don't know if I said it on this podcast, but I've said it a lot in life, um, that it was hauntingly mesmerizing. For me, that's like what I can describe it as throughout. It is a first feature debut for the director, Jane Schoenbrunn, and it's about adolescence in the online age and specifically growing up in an isolate or just being isolated and she starts getting into almost like one of those urban legend creepypasta kind of challenges games if you will and she watches this she does this challenge you're supposed to watch this this move this video that's like really weird and like very sensory and shit and then things are supposed to happen to you like you're supposed to start changing and um there were videos of people who did the challenge and their 
documenting and it was very visceral, very... So she starts documenting herself and posting it online. And they play a lot with, like, with you as a viewer. Like, is she changing? And they had some really creepy moments. Like, I really got scared on one moment where I was like, what the fuck is that? What is she doing? (laughs) Um, Is she changing and stuff? And then this um, person starts reaching out to her. It turns out to be this parent who it is alluded to that this happened to a child of theirs. And the child is no longer there. So I assume that he had lost this child due to this challenge. Like they did the challenge and they ended up killing themselves. At least that's Dying what I got. By suicide. That's what I got out of it. Um, yeah. yeah. Sorry. <laughs> correct terms. Correct terms. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the filmmaker Jane Schoenbrun, they transitioned while making this film. And so the film is about this character's navigation of their own gender dysmorphia. And trying to understand that, especially at their tender age. But also, this goes back to a more personal story of the filmmakers in which they had an experience of being groomed online. And oh, you can shit. kind of see the predatory, the play of like parental concern. Mm-hmm. and kind of, But in this predatory way where it is like, he's like reaching out to her in this really bizarre way where he's like concealing his identity and making this weird kind of creepy video to get her attention and like trying to keep tabs on her and her, her journey, her transition, like in this challenge. And I never really thought of how creepy he was, that this character was actually being. And by the end, the viewer is still kind of unsure if this is really affecting the main character, if she really is changing from this challenge and, Or if she is just playing, you know, just doing it for fun, playing like playing it up for the audience to post online and get views and stuff. I don't know. It was just very interesting because I was like, is this happening or not? Is she actually changing? And, you know, it just played with my expectations a lot. But I think overall the tone and how it was filmed really just stuck with me. And the music is so good. It's such a good pairing. Really, just really adds to the unique I don't know, feel and atmosphere I got out of this film. And it just haunts me. And I felt it, my heart was broken for this girl because it it just felt so lonely. And I'm sure we've all had a point in our life, especially like kids growing up in this internet age and all the weird kind of threats you encounter online and get sucked into. Just going down the rabbit hole of the internet and everything, but like... Knowing the history and like knowing the filmmaker's experience made me value it so much more. And sorry, I just no, please, <laughs> I'm rambling. So but I... I I haven't seen this movie. Yeah. I started it, but I have long schedules, so I ended up falling asleep. Nothing to do with the movie itself. I was just tired, and it wasn't yeah. an appropriate time for me to start it. It is a slow, slower, and that's film. totally like, fine. Film. I'm I'm yeah. down with that. But I just personally haven't had the chance to like pick it back up. But yeah. see, hearing you speak about it like <laughs> honestly gains my interest, yeah. and that sounds sounds awesome. Yeah, I I'm really excited to see what this director does next. She's gonna do an A24 film next. Ooh, okay. so that be cool, awesome. Um, but yeah, hauntingly mesmerizing. Okay, that seems like a um, cool way to describe it. From yeah. what you were saying, it feels uh, plot-wise. Yeah, it feels like such a personal film. It really does. I'm sure. All right, we are at number eight. 
my number eight film is actually one I saw probably like two days ago. So I watched it in 2023, but I'm counting it as a 2022 because that's when it was released. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The Menu. Oh, nice. Yeah. I did not get a chance to see this in theaters, although I really, really wanted to. I'm kind of sad I didn't because it would have been really cool to see all that food being made, Mm -hmm. like, on Mm -hmm. the big screen. But I adore this movie. Um, it was such a, a surprise. I guess I didn't know really what to expect going into this movie. I was like, okay, it has to do with food. It's being marketed as a horror comedy. Like, the main chef is giving me kind of Gordon Ramsay. Like, what's going to go on here? And I was pleasantly surprised. I don't know what I was expecting out of this film, but it definitely, I, I was, I loved the ending. Um, I felt like it was giving me very um, Midsommar hereditary vibes mm, towards the end. Yeah. Yes. Um, the costuming, at least, with like the marshmallow capes right. and the chocolate caps. <laughs> um, wow. And the music was very, I feel like, hereditary influenced at the mm. end as everything was kind of building. Yeah. Um, but I liked the idea of these this group of cult chefs that are just so disassociated from reality Mm -hmm. from what they've been doing for so long and just what I like to think is like pretentious quote-unquote food that they feel like there's nowhere else to go yeah and I also feel like this movie at least for me I feel like this is kind of a commentary on film in itself where it's like uh, instead of fluffing up film and making it artsy and adding all these embellishments, we kind of need to strip it away and get back down to like the bare bones of what filmmaking is. And sometimes just having like, having the simplest of kind of ideas is what shines. Yeah. And I mean, I just, yeah, I thought it was really unique and it was nice. really interesting. And all of the acting was fucking spectacular. Mm-hmm. Like I forget the chef's um, name, the actor's name. Wraith. Fines. Yeah, Ray Fines. He was great. Like, when he would talk about food and he would get, like, glassy-eyed, like, you really could... He, like, emoted the emotion that you would feel when it came to his passion for food. And that was very reminiscent for me, like, when it comes to, like, my passion for film. And I just think that, like, it kind of spoke as art as a whole. Yeah. And not to mention, the food that was made just looked mm-hmm. absolutely beautiful mm-hmm. beautiful i just yeah i thought it was very unique and then the silly element of it too <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. which was absolutely delightful great. yes delightful yeah the title cards yeah for each food item had me rolling yeah it's like a parody of chef's table on absolutely Netflix. yeah which is like it feels very i mean i love chef's table it's beautiful yes watch, but you know that kind of uh, pretentiousness. Yeah, and bit. I mean, I feel like that's a very just kind of, it's a very overused word. Yeah. But I mean, it kind of is. It's a little snooty. I mean, when talk, when like looking at your statement of it, ex- expressing like the idea of filmmaking. Yeah. And Tyler, I think I think it's very much art in a whole. Yeah, art. In a whole. But I'm taking it as like a film standpoint. But yeah. I'm sorry, so no, sorry. Definitely. I'm so 
sorry. Moving on. But go <laughs> ahead with Tyler. Yeah. But looking at thinking of it in that way, yeah. Tyler totally now reminds me of like just personally speaking, yeah. the pretentious film student that can only watch Absolutely. and enjoy like the most obscure shit ever and makes you feel bad for liking shit like a thousand Disney, percent, you know? But Absolutely. if you told them to grab a camera and make a film, they would be like, Tyler's bullshit. How do you record? <laughs> this is Tyler's yes. bullshit. Tyler's bullshit. Yeah. But I, a thousand percent. And I felt like I can't, I couldn't like step away from that metaphor while I yeah. was watching it just because it rung like mm-hmm. so true, at least in my life. Yeah. And like yeah. what I've witnessed and what I've seen around the culture of filmmaking I can, and film. In, in general. To be honest, I can completely understand, like, Ray Fiennes and the, and the chefs, like, how they become disillusioned yeah. and jaded and the disconnect and they don't, they don't produce for, like, their passion and their love anymore and because of all the bullshit surrounding it. Yeah. And um, especially with the customers or the audience that yeah. they're serving, not appreciating it, not knowing what the fuck. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it goes into it. Yeah. It's like, it's like that person where, like... This director is making a film, and then it's presented to a theater full of people. People, and mm-hmm. one person is like on their phone, mm-hmm. and another person's a film critic, yeah. like writing about the movie. Yeah, it, it just it just was so easy to switch out the element, and mm-hmm. it being right, a right. thousand percent spot on. But I think the choice with food yeah. was brilliant. Yeah, yeah, that movie was so good. I loved it. Yeah, no, definitely that was yeah. <laughs> Number eight for me is You Are Not My Mother, which I think it's technically 2021, but the U.S. release is 2022. Yes. So. Yeah. Um, so this is an <laughs> Irish film. <laughs> <laughs> this is an Irish film, and I did not know what to expect, but it was thoroughly creepy. Yes. Um, a very cool, like, Irish folklore horror but it centers on this relationship between this mother and daughter and specifically dealing with ideas of mental illness. Yes. And it's a really big theme this year. Yeah. Yeah. Really big. I mean, we struggling out here. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Truly. (laughs) Yes. So directed by Kate Dolan. Um, I, it, it was a slow burn, I would say, mm-hmm. but it was, for me, it was very engaging the whole time. Yeah. And just basically this mom goes missing and she comes back, but she's different and she's acting really strange and it's in the most unsettling way. so unsettling. Dude, it, the imagery yeah. in this has some really yeah. stuff like I had not seen before, yeah. you know, um, like when she's putting her, like, arm down her throat. Oh, that was so in, weird. And just, like, the distant, yeah. yeah, looks. But when it gets towards the end, yeah, in the, the like, change, yep. the, like, transformation, the figure <laughs> that this mother becomes is just so, so creepy. Yeah. Like, the way they revealed it, too, with the mirror mm-hmm. and everything when the daughter enters the room. I, I, just, you guys, you gotta watch it to get that effect. But it... It was just like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> and it just keeps getting more and more unsettling. And I mean, I'm not going to analyze it, but yeah, just the, the relationship between family members, specifically a mother yeah. and daughter in particular, very strenuous. Yes. When, if you think about it in the terms of like someone dealing with mental illness um, and the changes in them and not knowing them anymore, even 
Or not recognizing them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. Perfectly yeah. said. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Um, <laughs> pun intended. Yeah, but it, it is very much resonates with, like, you as an adolescent growing up. And yeah, that one, I was very pleasantly surprised. Absolutely. It was, a, it was a really good film. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, my, that's my number eight. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I completely forgot about that movie, and I'm kind of pissed that I did. <laughs> no, I, I feel it. I, I think Adam had brought it up again. I was like, yeah. fuck yeah. That movie was I did really, really good. enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really good. The, the heebie-jeebies. Highly recommend. The, the performances, the, both yeah. the mom and the daughter, yeah. so they were great. Good. So good. And, you know, it's just so cool to see all yeah. these different, you know, foreign films. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's Irish. Okay? And I'm, I'm a sucker <laughs> for, like, folklore-based yes. horror. Yes. I'm, I mean, I'm not talking, like, fucking Wicker Man, but, like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like, it's just, I think it's really interesting and we get kind of, like... A peek into like yeah. very old storytelling yeah. and like Absolutely. stories we may be a little bit familiar with that kind of filmmakers take and expand on and just yeah. make it so rich yeah. and different. And they really go down yeah. to the roots. Yeah. Like, uh, just the very core, primal like, yeah. feelings. But I mean, ideas. that's kind of folklore. Yeah. So it's perfect and I love it. Yeah. I, this is, Unrelated, but I want to see just regarding fol- folklore. I really want to see some some movie that goes so hard in the Skinwalker. Um, oh God, that'd be so scary. Idea, yeah. My number seven pick. <laughs> Bodies. Mm. Bodies. Bodies. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice, nice. I really liked this movie. Yeah, it was, it was I mean, fabulous. I really don't have much to say about it other than it was fun. Super fun. Yeah. Yeah. Is the best way I can describe this film. It was a fantastically fun ride. It's a hoot. It was very, very kind of Gen Z humor. Oh, which yeah. I think is great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're and- down. We're yeah. down, Gen Z. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we act like we're that old. <laughs> I'm just one of us. And, um... I just, yeah, I think it was fucking hilarious. I loved Pete Davidson's character. Mm -hmm. I feel like it was super fitting. Lee Pace was great. I think Lee Pace was the best surprise in that movie. I I really, as a character, it was like the absolute most like Gen Z whodunit. Yeah. You know, Agatha Christie, Gen Z Agatha Christie. (laughs) And then the ending was so fucking fitting. So. To, so perfect to P. Davidson's character yeah. that that I just I walked out of the theater smiling. Yeah, it it was almost like of course, like yeah, like how could it be any other way? I think I might have been disappointed if it was any other. Honestly, way, yeah. Thinking about it now, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, that movie was just I loved it. So I have delightful. nothing more to say. I think it deserves a spot on the list. I think it's a great movie to watch with a group of friends. Because yeah. you can laugh at it, you can talk, you know, about it oh. with each other during the movie, and you're not going to miss too much of the plot. The dialogue is very witty, very quick, and yeah, it's just, it's a great, it's a fun fucking movie. It is so quotable. It might be oh, the yeah. most quotable yeah. film, horror yeah. film of fucking 2022. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Wins that award. Yeah. Oh my God. But yeah, that's my number seven pick. Nice. If you yes. haven't seen it, go watch it. You, yep. I'm pretty sure you won't regret it if you can just kind of 
have fun with a film mm-hmm. and laugh at it because yeah. it's supposed to be kind of oh yeah. yeah but in the best ways possible definitely give it a shot nice <laughs> so my number seven you will not agree with <laughs> no this is a yeah so it's a <laughs> bones and all <laughs> i knew what was coming it's bones and all and um yeah i'm gonna acknowledge i mean every like every film it's just not for everyone yeah <laughs> yeah um, no i don't even mean that in a no, way where no, i'm no, like no, oh it's just, not for you. It's just not it's just yeah. yeah it did not hit any of the christine yeah. notes yeah yeah um i don't know one of them is luca luca guadagnino i really enjoy all, all his films that i've seen so far which is call me by your name suspiria remake i, I love the original Oof. more but I Ooh. still really liked the remake. <laughs> um, I will say, I really, really <laughs> enjoyed Call Me By Your Name. <laughs> I'll just add that in there. I really okay. enjoyed that. No, yeah. That's about I, it. I just think he has a very beautiful um, film language. I love how he shoots things. It's very tender. And it really feels like a very specific place and time when he's shot specifically call me by your name and i would say bones and all i will agree with you on that yeah Yeah. absolutely (laughs) um this bloody disgusting article written by megan navarro who i love i love her reviews (laughs) but i think this little sentence just sums it up perfectly for me um the bones and all uses the road trip format set in reagan era america as a provocative and macabre means of exploring the monstrous need for survival and human connection this is definitely i mean the book is a young adult fiction um and it's definitely i know you disagree it's that it i'm not gonna speak for you but <laughs> i'm not gonna speak for you. it's okay it's okay but so like, we had this discussion about bones and all before recording this episode so that's why she's yeah. kind of referencing me but it's okay you yeah. can say this because i did say it um i thought it was a, a great romantic horror and you felt that it, that doesn't work i just don't think that that kind of romance and horror oh. kind of belong together mm-hmm. i think if there's an already established romance in a horror film right and it kind of revolves around that in whatever way cool but i i just don't think the coming of age horror kind of style film just really works for me okay and i didn't i i just and particularly cannibals Mm -hmm. i think is a it's a very unique subject matter and it's just not the type of cannibal film that kind of strikes my chord. That's a, oh, yeah. that's exactly what I thought how yeah. you would feel about yeah. it. Um, but I did give it a hundred percent of a fair shot. I was not distracted. I yeah. sat through yeah. it. I watched it. <laughs> yeah. It just, I'm sorry. It just didn't work for mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. I loved how it was shot and I related to like the coming of age part yeah. and just, this character on the run trying to find connection. Yeah. Being this monstrous thing that she doesn't understand necessarily and and her family has abandoned her because of it and trying to figure out herself at this this tender age and trying to find connection or someone to stick with and all the, the characters she eventually meet, which I think are very interesting and unique. Um, and then she finds her love interest with Timothy Chalamet, which, yeah, that's a whole thing. Um, and I don't know, I thought it was 
cute. I mean, it's not the best romance or anything. I just, I really liked how it was filmed and I really liked her specifically. Um, I will say this movie is absolutely fucking gory. It's very yeah. Gory. I was okay, gory. I was very surprised. Then I expected it to be. Yes, I will give it that credit. And then the special effects in the film yeah. looked very real. Yeah, like it genuinely looked like yeah. two people tearing into a mm-hmm. fucking body. Yeah, when they it, mm-hmm. yeah, I was very impressed by that. Um, especially the first scene or the first instance when yeah. she you see her like yeah. Give into her addiction. Munching on a finger. Yeah, those. (laughs) Um, And then, like, I know you were laughing at this, but Sully's character, Mark Rylance. We dried off together. (laughs) I love Mark Rylance. He's a fantastic actor. And I thought Sully was was very disturbing, but I could absolutely see some people finding him very silly. Okay. He's very childlike. I am so sorry. He's childlike and old as fuck at the same time, okay? That scene (laughs) where he says that. I literally had to pause the movie because I was laughing so fucking hard. I almost peed myself. I was just like, what the I fuck mean, did this man just say? That's art, baby. <laughs> different reactions. I, for me personally, I was like, what does he mean? Like, I was, yeah. I could see it being yeah. for sure silly. I mean, I, I, I understood <laughs> the implication of what he uh-huh. was saying, but it was just so wild. Like, just... <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it was yeah, just because yeah. the character from the start of the movie, again, what you were saying, that's a perfect description for him. But then just like uh-huh. the genuine look on his face when he said it, uh-huh. but the the sentence itself was so fucking I wild yeah, yeah. that I was just like, yeah, what? Totally. Totally. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I I thought he was very disturbing. Like at, at first you're, you're creeped out by him yeah. at the very first instance. But then you're like, oh, okay, he's like nice and guiding her. He was creepy the whole time. (laughs) He was creepy the whole time, but I guess it was like, well, yeah, I mean, obviously this is this very older gentleman welcoming this younger girl. And so your walls are up and stuff. But then you kind of feel like, because he's so childlike, I felt like, oh, oh, no. Um, But then he pulls out that fucking hair braid. And then you're like, (laughs) And so anyway, she parts from him and I don't know if you noticed the instances throughout where that van's following her but I noticed it the first time I saw it I was like yeah interesting and yeah so he had been following her and he he as the film progresses he turns into this very besides a cannibal monster like a very predatory very predatory monster and it is the most unsettling like scene at the end yeah. when he finds her again um that but, whole final kind of act was wild it was wild yeah. yeah i know and um spoiler alert when you notice timothy chalamet's sister's hair in the yeah. it was just heartbreaking and yeah. then like yeah the struggle the struggle between all of them was like uh just nail biting and uh i love the music I love the music throughout the film. Got some of my new wave 80s in there. Um, Straight up her alley. <laughs> uh, what else? What else? <laughs> Michael Stuhlberg, who played his, Timothy Chalamet's father in Call Me By Your Name. Oh, okay. It was just really fun to see yeah. in such a different type of role. But I really thought it was interest interesting the lore they built. Like their own version of cannibals, which is much different and not... 
the usual horror horrific cannibal and i'm just eaters honestly i respect the love for this movie i'm just kind of a traditionalist when it comes to certain kind of subgenres of films makes sense so i get the allure yeah it's just again Mm -hmm. wasn't wasn't for me yeah but I can I can respect the film and yeah. Luca is a fantastic fucking filmmaker. Yeah. So yeah. I I understand <laughs> why this movie was so anticipated. Yeah. Um. I have not read the book. My mom got it for me for Christmas, so I'm going to read it. Read it. Um, you know, I actually when I was thinking about this, I saw a parallel or just like it reminded me of Near Dark, which is a horror movie I fucking love horror action if you will i don't know but in in the romance aspect like there's this romance between monsters who are like i don't know very unsure of their lives and figuring out especially this in near dark it's this newly made vampire this he's new and um he falls in love with this vampire who's already also young but kind of has been at it a bit more so in that way i'd see the parallels and i i really like i don't know i enjoy the monster <laughs> romance i guess in the midst of chaos or like near dark is much more chaotic I, but i totally get what you're saying and maybe i will retract that term of like romance in horror because like there are other instances where i do enjoy it for instance like yeah. like not fucking twilight <laughs> but other vampire films yeah. or just renditions right. of it it's like tv shows for instance thing. the newest interview with the vampire yeah, yeah there's a romance between louis and and um oh my god why am i blinking on his name yeah oh my god <laughs> what is wrong with me <laughs> there's a romance between louis and lestat and it was very interesting to see how they like ebb and flow together um individually or you know as a unit essentially yeah and so maybe not necessarily that aspect i'm honestly just the coming of age i'm thinking it's the coming of age which is just a little awkward for me i feel mm-hmm. like i'm a little too past the age of wanting see to see that yeah, yeah. and then two i just yeah I, yeah, I'm a purist hit. when it comes to cannibals. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is the craziest line ever. I'm a purist when it comes to cannibals. That's our tagline. No. It is from now on. <laughs> That's going to be just the description. <laughs> Please do it. I'm a purist when it comes to cannibals, Christine. <laughs> That's so funny. But yeah. Yeah. I'm that's gonna, fair, man. That's I'm gonna, fair. Yeah. Um, take back all what I said before. <laughs> and that's the reason why I yeah. don't think I enjoyed it as much. I, yeah. I don't know. I guess I really love the, ba- the balance or interplay of tenderness and monstrousness, mm-hmm. I guess. Well, that is my number seven. Yes. God. All right. Let's get a move on. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know. <laughs> We're really digging into these. And it's okay. It's okay. I love it. I love it. I think you're going to be surprised by my next one. Okay. My number six pick. The Sadness. Oh! Sorry. I peaked a little bit. Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, boy. I was... I was... Disgusted. I was thinking about this one. Yeah. Okay. I really enjoyed this movie because I feel like it's been a while since we got this, like, bold... Of a just batshit fucking 
balls to the wall. Bonkers. Bonkers ass. Bloodbath. Just blood. All bath. the bees. Yes. <laughs> Bold. Bonkers. Balls to the wall. Bloodbath. Blood yeah. I'm impressed that you just... they, they need to put that on the poster. <laughs> Quoted from our podcast. This movie was just honestly so insane. Like yes. it was it was crazy. And every second of this movie was just dripping in gore and dripping in blood. And I feel like there's a time and a place for every horror enthusiast to just enjoy a movie that has, yeah. I mean, I don't want to say little substance, but is just, I mean, the focus right. is the gore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's been a very long time. Yeah. And I was just really thrilled to get another installment in that kind of subgenre, if you say. Yeah. And it was just a lot of fun. Um Some in of a most... very fucked up way. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Some of the most impressive kills, but like yes. makeup effects. Yeah. I don't know if I could say the plot is a very like I don't want to say cohesive, but it's not mm-hmm. exactly impressive. But the gore was amazing. Um, I just loved it for its sheer audacity. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and madness man yeah there are some scenes that still to this day have been just seared into my brain like that old woman at the beginning of the film when they are walking oh oh you know oh gosh yeah she's like yeah yeah (laughs) yeah i don't think this movie needs more explaining yeah um if you do watch it proceed with caution because there are a lot of trigger warnings in this movie um, I don't think personally I will ever watch this movie again, but it did leave a lasting effect on me to yeah. the point where I saw it towards the beginning of the year and I still remember it. Yeah, completely agree. And I think it deserves a spot just, again, yeah. for its sheer audacity. Yeah. Uh, one of the biggest trigger warnings I feel the need to say oh, is sexual yeah. assault. Yeah. And there is one particular scene that disturbed me so much. Yeah. I almost wish I hadn't seen yeah. it. Or I probably do wish I hadn't. Well, I mean, they don't show you explicitly, no, no, no. but it's very implied and it is enough. So if that's not your niche, uh-huh. and if that's <laughs> yeah, not yeah. something you want to see, please, by all means, do not Refrain. get curious. Do not watch it. Wikipedia it. Yeah, read yeah. it kind of first. See if you want to, like, venture into that territory. I just, I thought, you know what? It deserves a spot. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. My number six is Scream. <laughs> I, I was it was really hard for me. Disappointed. I, I, I know. Like, <laughs> well, again, after no, after number three, it's kind of like they're all. I, yeah. This isn't a solid placing for me. Yeah. After number three, but and we have a whole episode on it. We do. Very well done. Such a wonderful tribute to us, Craven. Absolutely. Um. Really memorable kills. I mean, emotional roller coaster. Emotional roller coaster. Um, They really play. I mean, it's the classic red herring after red herring. Who the fuck is it? It's someone close to, you know. And I feel like (laughs) if you were someone like us that really cherished the first movie and followed it along Mm -hmm. installment after installment, it will hit you the same way it hit us. Yeah. And you'll really enjoy it. And I feel like within the horror community, and especially like on Twitter, the the reveal or the reasoning behind 
these ghost face killers is just hits home yeah. even more. It's just keeps proving itself. It's, yeah. it's just like, yeah, yeah. I will just, <laughs> uh, they're just kind of the, the royalty of meta. Yes. And absolutely. it's just every um, time they release yeah. a sequel or another part in the series, I'm just always wondering and fascinated by how they're going to make it so meta. And what Easter eggs. And somehow they accomplish it without it being too in your face and stupid. and annoying. And annoying and obnoxious. I mean, maybe some people feel that way. But But for us, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, solid choice. Such a joy. And again, that is not a hard placing. (laughs) These are kind of, I'm just listening them off. Yes. (laughs) All right. My number five choice Pearl. Nice. I really liked this movie. Pearl, I mean, we don't need to gush about it even more. Again, we do have another episode on this. If you're curious, you want to know our thoughts and opinions, please go check that out. Mm -hmm. It's more in-depth. We kind of break it down. But, I mean, how can we not put Pearl on this list? It's inventive. It's stylistic. It's beautifully acted. Mm. It's technically shot. Mm. It's musically inclined. Like, there's no reason to not like this movie. This is also my number five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, we Ditto. agreed. Ditto. Um, yeah. Yeah, no. It was... Just this whole trilogy that's yeah. coming out is just such a phenomenon to and me. it's so fucking refreshing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's a perfect word for it. That's exactly how I felt. Yeah. Um... Just the technicolor fucking madness Who of this was... would have thought we would have gotten a technicolor horror film? So cool. Yeah. So cool. And it's just one of the most interesting horror characters, horror villains yeah. of all time. Yes. You know? Absolutely. Especially of the year. But, um, yeah. Pearl. I'm excited. Yeah. Pearl. It was great. Can't wait for Maxine. Stop! <laughs> <laughs> Did I show you... Did I send you that meme? Of the Christmas tree? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so somebody had created a meme where it's a Mia Goth's face on top of a Christmas tree and it just says, I'm a star. Yeah, when she's just screaming. Yeah, I, fantastic. Great, great stuff. All right. Number four. You just said this one, but my number four is Scream 5. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, I think it definitely deserved to be on the top five. Yeah. Um, I just feel like... Maybe if I if this movie had released later in the year, my list would have adjusted. But because it came out in January, there were so many mm-hmm. other films that I feel like kind of surpassed surpassed it, just in uh-huh. my opinion. Yeah. And it's not because Scream 5 is bad. I just yeah. think there were other movies that were more unique. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah. Yeah, but just the fact that it came out in January, honestly, started the year out with a fucking bang. Yeah. And then it still made it on my list after all this time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Scream 5. Definitely. Okay. My number four is Smile. Oh. Um, this one was also such a pleasant surprise. I was... <coughs> Sorry. <laughs> I was taken aback by how thoroughly creepy this was yes and they really do the job of making a smile just horrific (laughs) but um they had some great scares and they didn't feel cheesy or overdone um even though the trailer we thought it was going to be cheesy and overdone we We literally thought that's what it was going to be 
So I saw this yeah. movie in theaters alone by mm. myself. Nice. And immediately after stepping out of that theater, I texted Carissa and I was like, you need to fucking see this movie. Yeah. Because it was so unexpected from what the trailer was kind of showing. Yeah. Honestly, it might have my favorite soundtrack of horror soundtrack of the year. So there's a review of Smile on Litterbox that I'm looking at right now. And it says, the real trauma was the trauma we traumaed along the trauma. And I get they're kind of making the statement that I've been seeing around a lot of newer films, more recent films, dealing, overdoing the theme of trauma. But I feel like this film, yes, it's about trauma and that's fucking okay. But they do it in such a creative way and such a horrific way that I'm like, you know, I like I obviously liked it. It's my number four. <laughs> I agree with you wholeheartedly. And I just, I feel like this deserves kind of a statement on this. There's always a resurgence of a typical, t- like mm-hmm. a particular kind of horror movie during a catastrophic event. Yes. So during 9-11, we got a lot of fear of traveling, mm-hmm. a lot of body horror, a lot of gore, a lot of just like fear of the other, fear of the other. What did we just experience? A pandemic where people were alone, people were isolated, people were literally living inside their heads because they had nothing else to do. A lot of loved ones dying. Yeah, if you turn on the television, it was nothing but pure horrific Mm -hmm. shit. If you turn on your phone and were flipping through social media, all you heard was something horrific. Yeah. Something just like everything was just like inundated with trauma all the social movements during covid is yeah. like a fucking double whammy so how do we not expect like yeah. the resurgent after that to not be horror movies touching on trauma yeah we need it's to what confront. we lived it's cathartic yeah. yes. we're being able to release yes. all those emotions that we experienced during the pandemic absolutely and what a better time yeah i'm absolutely. sorry no i don't understand sense. the hate with films specifically horror films dealing with trauma because i feel like horror is a fantastic way to kind of deal with your your emotions anxiety trauma whatever it is in a very safe space yeah and yeah yeah i just that that comment ticks me off because it's like okay well then what do you want dude yeah we've uh, horror has definitely touched every single rock and has flipped over everything and i think we've gotten some of the coolest horror films this year yes maybe have some touch to deal with trauma Mm -hmm. but they're still so fucking creative and they're so different and to simplify it just as like oh this is a movie about trauma like get fucked dude (laughs) yeah (laughs) so have a little more yeah i don't know I'm sorry to that particular reviewer. I didn't but... name him. I didn't name him. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. Yeah, Everyone's right. entitled to their opinion. <laughs> Not <but> that one. <laughs> we feel differently. Um, just kidding. Yeah. Okay, I'm but... sorry. Rant over. No, I know no. I always get into one no, specific rant per good. fucking episode. That was good. I really liked it. It had to be said. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and just the the, the like climax, yeah. the ending. Yeah. To the ending. Um. When the trauma literally swallows <laughs> her whole. Yeah. yeah. I just, yeah. I thought this movie was a very, very, very interesting way. And as Adam was saying off recording, 
is that this trailer kind of when we all watched it we were like mm, this doesn't look that good like i don't know if we want to see it but we chanced it and we watched it and we were totally blown away and i think that the scares that were revealed in the trailer weren't even the iceberg of some of the stuff that was later revealed in the film and the tip of the iceberg is what i meant to say <laughs> but um yeah i love smile i uh, plus it has our very own scream king in it kyle gallner so, kyle gallner boom boom yeah yeah no i uh, give it a try if you haven't seen it give it a try yeah i think you'll be surprised at how much you know you like this film yeah my number three was Smile, so I just hey. kind of talked about that. We'll go ahead and, you know, skip past that. But your number three? My number three was X. Oh. And I, that was really hard for me not to decide if I wanted it higher or not. Um, my top three were all super hard to Yeah, the top three was difficult. Um, again, we have a full episode on X, but... Yes. God, it was such a breath of fresh air. It has it had been a movie, like a horror movie that was we've been yearning for. Like yes. It scratched an itch that we have been waiting to scratch in a while. And I know we've said this before, but like I feel like this is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre film that we were like waiting for. Yeah. Without having <laughs> yeah. Leatherface in it. Yeah, and you know they don't overdo the like they they use that inspiration mm-hmm. of that classic. And it's not overdone or fan service. It doesn't feel, you know, but they, cheap at all. Yeah, it's it's using that influence, but creating something new. Completely new. Which is ugh, what we needed. It horror. was so unique. And one of the biggest um, aspects of this film that, like, makes me love it so much and makes me want to rewatch, rewatch is the editing. Yeah. I mean, besides the performances that are great and there's so many great things about this film but the technical aspects of this movie yeah yeah mind-blowing yeah um i thoroughly enjoyed it it was such a such a fun it was it was a fun horrific and completely i don't know it was a ride unique way innovative way to show this kind of a story in this in this film Totally agree. I think this kind of also solidified my love for not only Ty West, but for Mia Goth. Yeah, and gave us this incredible performance by Mia Goth. Solidified her screen queen of Power S and our list. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Ty West, for giving us (sighs) Mia Goth this. I mean, like, obviously she's been in movies before. No, no, no. Yeah. But I mean, like, really really making her shine. Yeah. 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 And Jenna Ortega was delightful too. Oh, everyone yes. was delightful. Brittany Snow, Brittany Snow so Kid lovely Cuddy. to see her. Yeah, um, it was Kid Cudi, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh my god, it's just everyone in this movie is fantastic. <laughs> yeah, the kills. If you at this point have not seen this movie, yeah, go see it. Yeah, just see it. Rent it, buy it, do whatever you got to do. Watch you want this movie. some? You want some disgusting? You want disgusting, you want some gore, you want like some creative old ladies, kills. you want oh, some crocodiles, you want some lemonade, you want some fucking, <laughs> you want some sex, this is the movie for you, all with some dope ass, <laughs> split frames, and, yes. <laughs> and playing with time, just playing with temporal 
structure, I guess. How the editing. (laughs) (laughs) Temporal structure is good. Editing. Boom. (laughs) The temporal structure is just played with 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 the editing <laughs> you know yes. when they have a shot of her running through the house and mm-hmm. it, it keeps switching between that and her already at the car yeah we've said that in the episode but on it's, X, it's but honestly stuff like brilliant that. stuff it's like brilliant. that where it's just like yeah oh what it's yeah. brilliant it makes for interesting kind of visuals it makes for dynamic storytelling it's just ty west yeah yeah my number two pick x Nice. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we went over it. We love it. Lemonade. <laughs> All the good stuff. Yeah. Disco. Disco. Lemonade and disco, motherfucker. Watch our episode, Lemonade and Disco. Boom. It's great. <laughs> All right. All right. My number two is Nope. Oh. Okay. I I don't know. The more I thought about it. Just as a movie experience, top notch. Not the toughest. No, no, just kidding. Um, no, top notch. I, I absolutely love the film. And it really kind of felt like that universal yeah. blockbuster Jaws yeah. horror. But Jordan Peele style, yes. obviously. And <laughs> what more can you say? Um, <laughs> no, just, you know, the whole... The whole idea of like being addicted to the spectacle and being yeah. an exploitation exploitation of spectacle, especially in filmmaking. Yes. Um, and I find OJ's character who is unfazed by that, you know, he's this character that's different and ends up saving the day, or you know. Um, but because he's so different and he's not swayed by that, he's not obsessed with this idea of the spectacle, he is more close and can talk more with animals like you know he's yeah. with his horse and uh he understands animals more than like humans in that industry yeah. it seems like and i would even dare to say people in general yeah and you see his sister like the difference between he and his sister and his sister you know wants she likes attention she wants to be recognized and she wants to be in the industry and all that and the interplay of them being so different is super fun but also i don't know just very unique First of all, just like all the characters are so unique and and different and those, the three main, for me, were so interesting and especially with Steven Yeun's whole backstory, which is fucking crazy. Yeah. And based on some true events, very terrifying, but- So scary. um, Particularly the exploitation of bodies of minority as a spectacle and you see Steven Yeun's character- As, you know, he's the only person of color on this sitcom set and he's like this child star and then has that traumatic event. But instead of like, he becomes so obsessed with like gaining control over the spectacle. That's almost like, I guess, his way of dealing with that traumatic event that he tries to exploit the like, you know, jean jacket and this crazy and ends up obviously being just a nightmare and not working out. But um, I will agree that I think that this movie is very clever in many yeah. different ways, and it just shows the range of Jordan Peele. Yeah. For instance, with all that being said, because all of that is true with this movie, 
But I feel like there were other elements in it. For instance, his mm-hmm. kind of focus on first for filmmaking. So, yeah. again, with the whole idea of horses and his family in this movie being kind of the creators of having horses in films. But how did movies begin? Yeah, Somebody yeah. being curious of a horse's gallop mm-hmm. and taking photos of it. Right, right. But then a more nuanced kind of factor in the film is OJ's dad dying. How did he die? A nickel to the eye. Mm. What was the first kind of form of filmmaking? Nickelodeon. Yeah, yeah. So I think that that's all just very, very interesting and kind of shows Jordan Peele's love language for filmmaking in a whole. And yeah, and then going so far as to the the imagery of Jean Jacket, when you find out that it's within Jean Jacket, but it looks like at the very beginning, yeah. almost like. Well, yeah, and in the end, too, like a camera yeah. and one of the yeah. more old-fashioned cameras, like the big boxy yeah. ones with the yeah. shoot. <laughs> the kind of, like, sheet that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. very, very interesting and clever, Very clever. Course. He's yes. such a, such an auteur, yes. if you will. Um, so, for me personally, I did not put this movie on my list. Mm-hmm. I did put it as an honorable mention because I do think it deserves... A mention and I do think it deserves to be appreciated but I just personally didn't feel like this movie was as much deep rooted in the horror genre as I would have liked it to be and I mean this is my own fault and this is me putting my own expectations <laughs> on the film uh-huh. so I a hundred percent take a like accountability for <laughs> my own impressions But I wanted this so badly to be a true fucking alien horror Mm, film. I see. And it just wasn't that. Yeah. And not to say that his interpretation of this was bad. It just wasn't. It did not. It was not my expectation. Mm -hmm. So I felt like I was a little bit let down watching this movie. But that doesn't take away from how great it was. Yeah, yeah. And I did still really enjoy it. And I think that's perfectly put. It is this big, grand, blockbuster (laughs) type of film that I think was very much meant to be seen in theaters to truly Mm -hmm. understand the grandness of the spectacle that this film was intended to be. Yeah. Yeah. I guess just the level of using this idea of the spectacle in the movie where it's criticizing our addiction to it yet the film itself is such a spectacle and yeah this huge yeah blockbuster and like you know big budget alien fucking it's almost <laughs> meta in a sense yes yeah. yeah um i thought it was just very clever because then you kind of look in on yourself and yeah, yeah like our addiction to these like we are addicted to spectacles and, yeah absolutely yeah, in everyday life, baby, and yeah. some that are the product of, like, yeah. trauma. Okay, I just wanted to mention what this person wrote on Letterboxd in their review. I agree with, and I think it's very well said. So David Ehrlich um, poses the thought of, like, what kind of awful power do we lend such tragedies by sanctifying them into spectacles that can play out over and over again? And you can see that in film and just anything that's created yeah. into this this thing that's meant to be viewed and gawked at. And yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Absolutely. It's just interesting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's my number two. That's yeah, my number, number two. two. Okay. <laughs> I have a feeling we have the same fucking number one. Okay. On the okay. count of three. Yeah, you know. The count of three. Just say it. One. Two. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Adam, do you want to count it yeah, down? Yeah. <laughs> three. 
No. Two. Wait. Oh, I, <laughs> sorry, sorry, start over. I didn't know you were going backwards. I was like, oh, do we say it? Okay, start over. I'm sorry. I'm okay. getting hyped. Okay, I'll start at three. Three, two, one. Barbarian. Barbarian. <laughs> the ba 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 barbarian. Barbarian. Ba 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 barbarian. Barbarian. <laughs> um, little Beach Boys tribute there. <laughs> okay. <sighs> so we have an episode on this. Yes. But I genuinely just think yes, we have the same number one. Yes. I just genuinely think that this movie was just. I'm just gonna say it was fucking brilliant. Yeah. I just. Yeah. I think it was perfectly paced in a sense where it just built up that fear and that tension and then it was just immediate relief. Yeah. And then you build up that fear and that tension and then relief. Yeah. And it just was an up and down, up and down kind of roller coaster. So you never really knew when you were safe Mm -hmm. and when it was going to be scary again. Yeah. And I just loved that ebb and flow in that kind of just momentum of this film. And then I also really appreciated the comedy in this movie. Yeah. Whether it was intentional or whether it wasn't, because I feel like some scenes definitely were, whereas others, maybe not so much, but it depends on personal interpretation. Mm -hmm. But I loved that there was that comedy in it because it gave you a chance to feel relief yeah because the tension that was built was definitely like to the point of going into (laughs) a very different kind of horror film and then you get that relief and it's just like oh shit okay i can relax i can you know and it still furthered the plot the narrative along and tied into it so well. And I don't think I for once like had any idea of how long this movie was. Yes. I was just watching it and watching it and watching yeah. it and it was over and I was like that felt like fucking 30 minutes. Yeah. It did not feel as long as it actually was. And you know how there's sometimes those movies that kind of drag and you're mm-hmm. constantly checking time. Yeah. This was not it. Yeah. No, definitely. I can't say it any better <laughs> myself. Um Again, we've talked about this at length yeah. in the episode on it, but just the the playing with expectations, yeah. um, and sp- specifically in that first act uh, with with um, Keith, with Keith and Tess, yes. just very realistic and playing on all yes. of specifically for women all of the red flags, red flags that yeah. we know and look out for. <laughs> and this is just a movie that just keeps you like yelling at the screen or the urge to yell at the screen not in an annoying way just in that super fun enraptured way yeah you just want to be like what the fuck yeah. are you doing I, stop it that, like, this yeah. movie like when we saw it together was like the most animated we had yeah. been watching a horror movie like usually we we're like dead silent yeah. say yeah, shit yeah. to each other fully absorbed in this movie and in this we were like grabbing each other yeah. saying what kick the him, fuck like flailing around <laughs> Um, I yeah. think the scares in this worked, and it was mm-hmm. done in a very clever way. I don't think that, at least for us, any of them were really expected, mm-hmm. um, or at least what the scare was, yeah. was unexpected. Um, I Again, I think this movie flowed really well. I yeah. thought that the tech- technical aspect of this film was very creative, specifically in editing, and it not being linear, linear necessarily in continuity in a right. sense where... 
like you had other stories coming in at midpoints of the film like breaking up the acts like it was just yeah. it was very very well done it was mm-hmm. very smart it was mass masterfully crafted yeah i can't wait to see more films by this director yeah it well not <laughs> back up here take a take a couple steps back not more films by him because we know he's done a lot of others but I'm excited to see if he comes out with any other horror films. Yeah. Because he yeah. really knows what he's doing. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Barbarian That's... was a fucking beast of a film. And yeah. no matter how many other movies came out this year, that movie still, in my mind, mm-hmm. was number one from the day we saw it. Yeah. Until the day I made this list. Like, as an overall experience, yeah. I think this one was the most memorable for me yeah. and the most fun and satisfying yeah. films that I got this year. And I feel like even though I don't want to call it a twist because I don't think it was a twist, maybe mm-hmm. more the, surprise, the reveal, a reveal surprise, yeah, <laughs> um, of what this movie was about. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't think it affected its rewatchability. Yeah. Because no. I have watched it a couple times after seeing it in theaters, and I yeah. think it's just as bad shit wild. Yeah. I mean, and they have some really good shots that are yeah. just unsettling, creepy, her being framed in the darkness of yeah. the start of the cellar, yeah. and then the war, like, where it's and just doom. Justin Long. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just always, always love but this man. I cannot, for, like, this scene is ingrained in my mind of this man with a fucking tape measure. <laughs> like... <laughs> I don't know. Some people don't like him. I was like, are you crazy? It's so funny. No. And I genuinely, like, just, I feel like that was so fitting for yeah. Justin Long. He played that character so well. Mm-hmm. It was so goofy, yet, like, just very befitting for him. Yeah. Like, I feel yeah. like that character was made for Justin Long. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I just, yeah. I can't say more great mm-hmm. things about this movie. I really really fucking pray to the gods that this movie comes out on physical release. Yeah. I want a copy of it so bad. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. But Barbarian. Number one. Number one. Um, would you like to, you have any honorable mentions? Yeah, I actually do. Okay. So my honorable mentions, we already talked about Nope. Um, I did have Prey as one of my honorable yes, mentions yeah. as well. Um, another one that we haven't discussed is a film called Piggy. Oh. Which was really interesting. I know it came out of one of the film festivals that happened last year. Um, it is about a girl who is overweight and she's being mercilessly teased. And it's about her kind of navigating her world while being teased and having an unfortunate event happen that she kind of stumbled upon and how the kind of story unfolds from that moment. I think it was very well crafted. Um, It's shot in standard ratio, which I thought was really interesting. Mm. It had this like grainy kind of look and touch to it. Um, It was in Spanish. It was just, it was a very well-crafted film. And my heart kind of went out to this girl. I was growing up, like, kind of chubby and Mm -hmm. just relating to her being mercilessly teased like that and kind of having a soft spot for her character and then what happens to her character arc after the fact. 
it's yeah. just it's really interesting. I really don't want to give too much of this movie oh. away because I know it hasn't been viewed by a wide audience, mm-hmm. but I feel like if you at all can relate or that at all sounds interesting to you, that a thousand percent it deserves a watch. It's very well made. It's very clever. The acting in it is spectacular. It's, I mean, I don't think it made enough of an impact on me to add it to the list, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but I still think that it was a very, very good movie to come out this year and it deserves a watch and it deserves a mention. Nice. Very cool. So, and then the last (laughs) one on my list which is just because this movie was just so outrageous and so fucking dumb, but in the best way possible. I'm talking, this is like one of those sci-fi, Velocipaster, Sharknado oh, yes. kind of movies. Uh-huh. The mean one. Oh, nice. It was so yeah. much fun yeah. getting to watch, not the Grinch, the mean one, <laughs> go around and fuck shit up. It was just a lot of fun. It was perfect time for the holiday season. And it was just, if you kind of enjoy that B-rated, just trash-ass horror movie that you know is, like, kind of meant to be that, and it's not trying to prove itself to be anything more than, put it on, enjoy yourself, get a good laugh, enjoy it. Because it was a lot of fun. Nice. Yeah. Hell yeah. But those are my honorable mentions. Um, yeah, so my honorable mentions... I did have two that you've already listed, and I was struggling on if I wanted them on my main list or not, but Watcher and Bodies, 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 yeah. they were just, I just, it was so hard. It is but hard like, narrowing it I down to I did really 10. love those films. Yeah. But I think the other ones just impacted me more, stayed, stayed with me more. Yeah, absolutely. There are films that I have not seen this year that were released that I think might possibly have made my list, but I won't know. <laughs> At least not until after this episode. But uh, Terrifier 2. <laughs> Terrifier 2. Which I don't know. I could, you know, I don't know if it would make my list. But I had wanted to see it. Especially that was the hubbub. On a lot of lists. Yeah. With yeah, like just, this kind of year-round yeah. wrap-up. I mean, I won't will. Won't be on mine. <laughs> <laughs> For personal reasons. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing against any yeah. any of the filmmakers, actors, or yeah. anything like that. I just... Clowns are no, yeah. no go for me. No zone. I just... I had really liked Art the Clown in the first one. I thought... I was like, oh, wow, this, this actor is very good. And he's <gasps> thoroughly creepy and playful. He plays the Grinch. That's right. In the mean one. That's right. Yeah. So yeah. if you liked Terrifier, maybe go watch mm-hmm. that one. Just get a little appreciation. Yeah. And I appreciated the practical effects. I was like, nice. Absolutely. Um, I do hear that the main girl in this is like being talked as like the, a new final girl. Like every people really enjoyed her. And okay. Yeah. Yeah. Lauren, her name is Lauren Lavera. Um, yeah. So I probably will check it out at some point. <laughs> yeah. But um, that one, Hellbender is a Shutter exclusive that I had wanted to see, and it had very good, particularly, I think, critic reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. But um, I had been interested in it, so maybe I'll check that out. Speak No Evil. I know you saw it. I've heard a lot about it on Twitter, and I heard it's very, at least the very ending is very difficult. I'm <laughs> just going to say this. That goes on my dishonorable list. Oh, shit. Okay. I don't like that movie. I don't oh. understand why everyone thinks it's this crazy it fucking is. movie. Yeah. To me, it's just kind of an overinflated story of bad parenting. Okay. 
Yeah. I, I, okay. I was not a fan. Um, I watched it the first time and I was like, whoa, that was kind of crazy. And then I uh-huh. sat on it and I was okay. like, no, the fuck it wasn't. But I just, I, no. Yeah. All right. All <laughs> no. Right. Okay. On further thought, absolutely not. It yeah. just, it actually kind of pissed me off. Not, uh, the movie itself didn't make me angry, but um, the substance in the film, the plot, everything that happened, what the characters were doing, like, mm-hmm. genuinely made me angry. Because I was like, I just don't understand yeah. the way, pe- like, how people could think that way. And mm-hmm. I think that's why I found it so frustrating. Right. And it wasn't scary. It yeah. just was like, why? Mm-hmm. Why the fuck? I see. I yeah. see. Okay. Um, I suggest watching it. Because I know that there are two very different crowns in this film. Mm-hmm. There are people that agree with me. And then there are people that think it's the craziest fucking movie to come out in 2022. Mm-hmm. I just... It's, yeah. it's a very thin line. And I found that it's either or. There's like no in between. Yeah. But give it a shot. See what you <laughs> yeah. think. I'm very interested to see what you think. If you align with me or if you actually enjoy it. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's kind of a polarizing film. Yeah. Uh, some others just rapid fire that I had wanted to see but could that could have made this list are Saloon, which is on Shutter, uh, Nanny, The Innocence. One more of my mm-hmm. honorable mentions. Mm-hmm. You just triggered my thought on it. Um, the Harbinger. Oh right, yeah. you were telling us about that. Yeah. It was a really, really inventive kind of movie in the sense of the dreamscape. I thought it was very interesting. It deals with dreams and it, uh, that's all I really want to say. Cause uh-huh. I think it's, I genuinely don't think that you should look up anything about this movie and just go in and watch it. Uh-huh. It's really interesting. Some of the scenes are very unsettling to where I was like, Ooh, what? Uh-huh. But I just, I wished it pushed a little bit further with the ending. And I think I would have enjoyed it a little bit more. Um, but I definitely think it's unique enough to be put on the honorable mentions. Um, it is a movie that will stick with you and you're going to think about it and you're going to be like, okay. In the same kind of way that nightmare on Elm street deals with dreams where it's just, you're going to get stuck in that. Oh, I don't want to dream kind of headspace. Oh boy. Yeah. Nice. So, or check that out. Don't even want to discuss your dreams with other people. Mm, interesting. So, uh, yeah, that movie yeah. was a lot of fun to watch. It was unique. It was different. Um, very. I want to say it felt very low budget. I don't know if it is, and I'm so sorry if it wasn't. <laughs> and I think it is. It's but, not necessarily an insult. Yes, but it was <laughs> a very small cast. Yeah. Um, took place in like I want to say a couple of locations, and it dealt with the pandemic, but I think in a very clever way. Where it didn't feel too in your face, yeah. like, oh my god, pandemic. Yeah. But it still related with the whole, everybody was wearing masks, mm-hmm. people were socially distancing, weren't going to each other's houses. Um, the main character is a woman, she's staying with her father and her uh, brother. Mm-hmm. Um, her father is kind of immune compromised. She gets a call from her best friend who needs help. And she makes the decision during the pandemic to go visit her and see what's wrong. And then the story kind of unfolds from there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's, it's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. I think you would like it, it personally, yeah, Carissa. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just the last one that I haven't seen, but I think I, I want to, is The Hatching. 
Oh, yeah. That movie was... I liked it. (laughs) But I'm not super into body horror. Yeah, yeah. It's just... Yeah. I can appreciate it, but it's not my cup of tea. I think Adam may like it quite a bit. Boom, boom. He's our our body horror guy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But But uh, anyway, I guess... We can move on to... But give the hatching a shot, Krissa. Yeah. I think I think you guys might enjoy it. Cool. cool. Dishonorable mentions. Okay, let's preface. We did not want to make a worst list because we don't believe in that. We don't believe in bashing movies as bad, per se. It's just, we don't like it. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And I think everyone's entitled to a we don't yeah. like it opinion. So these will basically just be movies that kind of disappointed us yeah, this year. Yeah, that just didn't... You know, didn't do anything for us. Speak no evil is on here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Figured, figured. Um, I would say, okay, I'm just gonna kind of go through these. I had kind of a list of them. I think I only have two, so <laughs> yeah. Just go and then I mean, uh, well, we've spoken about some of these, some of these maybe not, and I can elaborate further. But these, for the most part, are movies that came out that I really wanted to see that just didn't hit the note for me. Yeah, and that was Halloween Kills. Yeah, agreed. That's on mine. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Same. Halloween ends. Oh, yeah. Ho- okay, well, Halloween ends. For 2022. Well, Halloween, yeah, yeah, yeah. I meant to say Halloween ends, but <laughs> Halloween I think ends. I wrote Halloween kills on accident. Yeah. Halloween ends. Yes, Thank you for same. that. <laughs> Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You're totally going to disagree with me on this, and that's I, no. a thousand percent okay, but Black Phone. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, speak No Evil. Uh, men. Hellraiser. Okay, yeah. Bones and all. Uh-huh. Um, Deadstream. Uh, Firestarter. And Mr. Harrigan's phone. Or is it Dr. Okay. Harrigan's? Mr. Mr. Harrigan's. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. That's just... It didn't... Oh, and then, I mean, if you want to get further into it, I also put Orphan First Kill and Choose or Die. I was, I was kind of... Let me just add two more forced into that film because okay. my roommates wanted to watch uh-huh. it and I was just like I got through 20 minutes of it and I walked away yeah <laughs> yeah and choose or die sure. I was hoping would be like a truth or dare kind of film and it's just kind of mm-hmm. like meh I see yeah I, I think yeah mine were Halloween ends that I could think of right now Halloween ends Texas Chainsaw and um uh The Cellar which was a Shutter release that I thought looked very interesting oh, and I was yeah. liking it but then it kind of just dropped. Fell really? Off for me. Okay, I was gonna, That's on my list, so I'm wondering what I would I mean, think of yeah. that one. But yeah, that concludes our dishonorable mentions. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just wanted to pose three categories for me that I thought would be cool to answer out of our 2022 watches. Absolutely. So first one is, yeah. What was your biggest surprise movie that you went into it? not sure and then you're just so surprised at how much you liked it yeah. or just surprised that in general by like i think for me it would be smile i was gonna say the same <laughs> yeah honestly i just remember watching that trailer and wait, no offense but thinking this is gonna be another <laughs> piece of shit fucking <laughs> like just a horror Let's pump it out and see, like, how many people we can get to fucking watch this kind of thing. Your standard run-of-the-mill jump scare everywhere. And I mean, 
Have you seen that trailer? It, it, <laughs> it looks like that. But I was sorely mistaken. Yeah. And I ate every single fucking word yeah, that absolutely. I said while watching that trailer. Right. I was like, oh, okay, I'm a little humbled right now. Yeah. Like, that was actually really good. Yeah, And I... Love that. I love going in Mm -hmm. thinking I'm not going to enjoy something and then having it smack me in the face with its brilliance. Like, I'm all for it. Make me eat my words. Bring it. Right. Um, This next one is, it's not particularly, okay, just this year, what was your favorite rewatch of an oldie? I don't know. That this year that you may have forgotten and rewatched and you're like, rewatch of an oldie. I honestly genuinely don't know. Okay. Yeah. That's like, (laughs) I don't, I really don't know if I had honestly the time to rewatch anything. I think the only things that I rewatched were films that were mentioned on the list that Mm -hmm. we had seen in theaters that I just wanted to see if it Um, had the same impact. And I love to watch movies twice because I feel like you catch a lot of stuff you didn't see the first time. And so I would say I I did multiple watches of some of the stuff here. You know what? I'll probably see Scream 5, honestly. Nice. Now that I'm thinking about it, I've watched it a couple times this year. Yeah. More than a couple, actually. Quite a few. Yeah. It was just kind of a... For me, Scream is a comfort movie. I put it on every time. Mm-hmm. I just want something in the background. And I found that Scream 5 was this for me this year. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll say my favorite movie that I've rewatched this year was Black Christmas, the original. Oh, 1974. Okay, just like okay, a general okay. rewatch. Um, yeah. I had Adam see it for the first time. And I believe he liked it a lot. For the <laughs> first time? Yeah, that movie rules. Yeah, it was, yeah. it's so well done. And obviously, yeah. it was the holidays recently, so there's yeah. a lot of people talking about it. Yeah. But uh, anyway, it just made me realize, after rewatching it, I was like, fuck yeah, like, yeah. this movie is so well done. Yeah. And so ahead of its time. There's a reason why really that film, it, like, influenced so yes. many movies, and ha- why. Halloween. Yeah. Why it stands uh, top tier. Please watch Black Christmas if you haven't yeah. seen it. I mean, perfect time is around Christmas, but I'm just gonna say, like, when you look at the original one, and it has like even more iconic than when a stranger calls that moment yeah. of he's calling from inside the house. Yeah. This one did it first yeah. and super effective, yeah. and just like the POV killer. Yeah. Just there's so much iconic imagery yeah. and just craftsman craftsmanship in that movie and how it influenced even so more like, iconic many. films. Yeah, so. And then my last little category yeah. award, your favorite late to the game watch, where this mo- a movie had come out and you hadn't seen it until late. I would say the menu. Nice, nice. I watched that way far out. I like I had mentioned earlier. I really wish I would have seen it in theaters. Yeah. I think it would have definitely impacted it a little bit further. Um, I just didn't get that chance. Um, but yeah, the movie yeah. was fantastic regardless. Yes. And I really had a great time with it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I'm kind of cheating in these categories because these aren't like particular, for me, the ones I have aren't like 2022. Oh, ones, but God it's like damn it. That I've watched in okay. 2022. Okay. 
this year yeah. recently, so I'm kind of cheating a little bit. Well, no, it's, I mean, true. it's fair. But it is I true. mean, I said yeah. earlier, too, that, like, I didn't yeah, have time to watch yeah. other stuff other yeah, yeah. than, like, the stuff that came out this year. Yeah. So, fair probably. enough. Um, so, my late to the game favorite rewatch, or not rewatch, favorite watch was Ghost Watch, actually. Which is an old film. Oh, it's yeah. The British... You were talking about yeah. this with me. It's yeah. a very creative found footage supernatural horror um, British film. And it's just such a a cool history to that film. And it was, I also think, way ahead of its time. And in the 90s, basically, it was aired on the BBC on Halloween night. And this film poses as if it's an an actual BBC re- like special report kind of investigation into the paranormal. And they use actual reporters that have been featured on BBC, one that's very well known, um, and others that were on like Crime Watch, these actual reporters, and use them as actors in this film acting like themselves. And people thought it was real and were super freaked out because they manipulate the medium and kind of act like the medium itself, like the film you're watching, it's affecting you. And it's, it's like the ghost is in the machine kind of um, idea. But it was so fun and so well done. It was thoroughly creepy. Because you would think that, you know, it's yeah. all cheesy and you've seen it all. and But it really still creeped me out. They had some great well-crafted scares and just I'm going to have to check that one out. It's super fun. Yeah. I, I got the physical. What's crazy is I bought the physical edition before I had even seen it. Like it just, I, I, I just mean, knew I was gonna like it. <laughs> I we, it. I think once you've reached mm-hmm. that level of like fandom in the yeah. genre, you'll do blind buys yeah. all the time, yeah, and yeah, half the totally. time, you'll know what you like based yeah. on a, a right. cover. Yeah. yeah, and it's, I think it's released on physical um, Blu-ray for the first time. It's like a collector's edition. Nice. Sealed. It's yeah. I'll bring it over. Yeah, please. It. Let's watch it. I think it's super fun. Yeah. But that wraps up. That's it, baby. 2022 list of films. Um, what what movie coming out in 2023 are you most excited for? Most anticipating. Okay, I think I have two that are kind of tied. Okay. Yeah. I will say (laughs) Maxine. Yes. And Evil Dead Rise. That's exactly mine yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, we I actually had kind of a funny story behind Evil Dead Rise. Oh, yeah. When the trailer was released, um, I saw the regular kind of trailer and I was just like, mm. this kind <laughs> of looks know. a little reminiscent of like the conjuring and that style of horror film, mm-hmm. which I mean is not bad. We all love a good James Wan film. Mm-hmm. But that's not what you want in Evil Dead or any of the sequels thereafter. And so I was a little, shall I say, disappointed. I was a little sad. But then I was like, you know what? I wonder if this movie has a Red Band trailer. Because as we know, Fede Mm -hmm. Alvarez's film immediately came out with a Red Band trailer. And I was like, let me see. And I looked it up on little YouTube (laughs) and I found it. And I was like, this is the movie yes. that I was yes. anticipating. Um, this is the trailer that I wanted to see. I'm very excited. Check out the trailer, guys. All I have the to cheese say, grater. All I gotta say is, mommy's with the maggots now. 
Nice, nice. She says yeah. it a lot different. I sound yeah. British. I don't fucking know why. Let me try that again. Mommy's with the maggots now. Nice. Is that better? Yeah. Is that creepier? Yeah. Yes. It's but yeah, I'm fucking excited. That movie looks wild. Complete, mm-hmm. utter, just carnage. evil dead carnage. Um, I'm very excited. And then Maxine, I just don't know what to expect. I know, like, yeah. a little bit of what to expect. I mean, but we where's saw the story like, going to go? We saw, like, the 80s kind of yeah. Maxine. And you know it's going to be crazy. Yeah. You know there's probably going to be some good gore. Yeah. Or I'm ready to see Maxine shit. fuck shit up. Yeah. Yeah. I really wonder what's what's going to happen I with really don't know. I hope we get a trailer for it soon. Yeah. Um, considering kind of the time in between... The other films, like um, X and Pearl, I'm assuming we're going to get Maxine pretty soon. So, yeah, looking forward to that. And stay tuned for a review near you, because I guarantee once both of those movies come out, we're going to hit you with an episode. Hit you over the head. Yes. With a pitchfork. No. With lemonade. (laughs) With a pitcher of lemonade. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening to us rant and rave about our favorites, our not-so-favorites, our top tens, our dishonorable mentions, (laughs) our honorable mentions, (laughs) our favorites, all of the things. And stay tuned for the next episode. And... Who knows what it'll reviews? be about? Yeah. Like, actually, who knows? I know. We know? really have no fucking idea. So your guess is as good as ours. And you know what that means. You know what that means. We'll, we'll be, be right back. back.